Welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardin Ellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And uh, today we're actually going to take the bull by the horns, and we're going to talk about this all over the internet. You know, the governor down in, um, sorry, the lieutenant governor uh, down in Texas talked about, you know, those things more important than living. We think that was a little bit of a gaffe, but we do need to take this bull by the horns and talk about the morality of opening. Okay. okay. Well, hold on. First of all, let's walk through. So what you're referring to yeah. is the lieutenant governor. Actually, what's funny is uh, his name is Dan Patrick, who for a lot of you guys those are sports fans. There's a sportscaster named Dan Patrick. So on Twitter today, I saw Dan Patrick was trending on Twitter under politics. I'm yeah. like, what did Dan Patrick say about politics? <laughs> Anyways, Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick. ESPN's um, getting real political but, now. <laughs> well, he's, I believe he's with Fox now. Fox got him as well. Okay, cool. Fox Sports, they love everyone. Anyone, moving on. Um, this was interesting. He actually said, and I think I have it queued up. Uh, uh, I'm not going to run it because it's on, it's uh, a, They'll probably just take the video down and you won't see it. Yeah. However, this was the exact quote from the from the president right here. He said, there's more important things than living. I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But man, we've got to take some risks. The one that really stuck out was there are more important things. Let me you know, hold on. We'll play the clip. You got to hear it. The, the average worker, we're crushing small business. We're crushing the markets. We're crushing this country. And what I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country for my children and my grandchildren and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But, man, we got to we got to take some risk and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. OK, so anyway, that was the that was the clip and well, just the relevant bits there. I, I do think it's interesting. So I just wanted to I just wanted to before we got too much into talking and show what everyone's been discussing, because that okay. is at the surface. Right. Pretty outrageous thing to say. There's more important things than living in the total context. The idea being if you're posing this as an existential threat to the United States of America as a whole, and the country will cease to exist if we lock down too long, that's okay. There, I just, I want to be get out of the way the facts because I'm going to get into the kind of more discussion here. But that's the facts. That's what he actually said. That's the full quote in its entirety, not because the one thing uh, Andrew Lawrence here, who's I think is from Media Matters, you'll notice he, he removed the part where the guy adds the context saying, you know, referencing to him the thing more important than living. But yeah, I do think that's a kind of just my quicker thing, because you have way more to say than I do on this. Um, my little personal take on that, I thought it was a goofy way of wording what he said. Yeah. I thought he was saying was that, like, it might be a risk, but it might be a risk we need to take. I think is more what he was trying to say there. Yeah. There are more important things than living is the kind of soundbite that's like, eh, there's more important, like, I guess. But I don't know, man. To me, the most important thing is living, I think. Um, but it does get to the, 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 the greater discussion of two things. One, this idea of, talks a lot about like see i was right we shouldn't have i i personally think anybody who says they were right no we have no idea we 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 didn't take the same city run it through this coronavirus thing twice once with lockdowns one yeah. without and see what we could say hey it looks like we were too cautious maybe we were maybe we weren't i don't know i just i think when it, you're, you're dealing with a thing like this like a pandemic running through we in hindsight we can look back maybe but while you're going through it who knows man who knows if two weeks from now we don't go, man, I wish we had restrictions way tighter. Who knows if six months from now we don't go, wow, how dumb were we locking everything down? But when you're in it, you can't know. So I think it's a little bit weird always kind of like uh, pounding his chest and claiming victory. I, I knew it. I knew it. I, it's yeah. like, it's, it's April. No, nobody knows it yet. We'll find out. We'll find out at the end of this year when there's when we hit the second flu season in 2020, right? Like the, the beginning of the 2020, 2021 flu mm -hmm. season. Right? We'll know a lot more than I don't know anything. A, and then uh, B, I, 
if you truly believe the country is at risk due to this lockdown, which I would say, you look at what's going on globally, I would, if America was on its own on an island locking down like this, maybe. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just think, I think it's a little bit ridiculous to, to claim that America is at risk if we continue this lockdown. I think that's crazy. Well, and then saying it's worth risking your life for that, I don't know. Well, I don't agree with that personally, but I don't think he was but, but hold a on. buffoon. I think it was no, more I, I think... That's I think, think okay yes no, no first off I agree with you that it was an inartful way of just saying <clears throat> we need to think holistically about risk management okay he so he said it inartfully and he was obviously on an impassioned rant so uh, you know philosophically saying there's some things more important than living well there's nothing you can enjoy that's important if you're not alive so so obviously we know just from a philosophical standpoint what he said was a gaffe okay? if my kid gets sick it doesn't matter the yeah. theoretical country that could have been left to him you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, exactly so um obviously it was a little bit of a gaffe but but at some point these governors these lieutenant governors these authorities need to talk about the morality of opening okay because one of two things is going to happen they're going to do something very morally wrong or else be there's just going to be a riot on their hands anyway okay and um it, by any rubric like we can't say oh well what if people die because because guess what guys we could literally make all of the speed limits nationwide five miles per hour or just plain old outlaw personal vehicles or under this guise of, oh, well, 100 people might die. You know, we could get rid of natural gas as a utility because there's thousands of people that die from natural okay, gas why explosions. Would why would we? Because of the same hysteria. But is it, is it hysteria or are people actually getting sick and dying? That's the thing. Like, it's like, there is... The, the, well, there how is, many people die in car, the, car the accidents re, every year? The re, a lot, but what I'm saying is there is a reality that there is a, a a virus that's going around that is not a car accident. It's not a pool drowning. It is not an airplane crash. It is just a thing. It could happen to anyone. Here's the thing. Car crashes are bad. You can, you can get in your car to go to work and get in an awful mangling wreck and never walk again, right? But going to the grocery store to get milk for my family and accidentally getting them all sick and like and like that being bad and negative thing for my family and I me mean, being nothing I could do about it, it's just something, that is different. So I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's worth noting that like it is a real thing that's happening Then people are really dying from it. And we can look around to other parts of the world where a lot of people are dying all the time. Okay, yeah, but hold on. So there's almost one and a half million people that die in car wrecks every year. But car wrecks okay. are different. It's, just, it's apples and oranges. But but, but no. How many people is, died in 9-11? Uh, okay. How many 9 By the way, I co think coronavirus, the Patriot Act was an overreaction. Coronavirus is past 1-9-11 in deaths, by the way. So keep that in mind. Like, yeah. it's a real thing. I just, I, I no, do no, agree. It's, it's, it hits no, different no, places no, differently. No, it's, 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 I'm not saying that it's not a real thing. I'm not declaring coronavirus is a hoax here. I'm saying that our leadership needs to understand that the only real difference between coronavirus and other pandemics we have, even the influenza virus, is pretty much the media hysteria behind it. If we're honest with ourselves, the media doesn't get hysteria, hysterical about natural gas deaths. They don't get hysterical about workplace violence. They don't get hysterical about car crashes anymore. They stopped reporting all the deaths in the 90s in Chicago and Los Angeles because basically we got so bored about hearing about this uh, skyrocketing murder rate that it didn't make good news anymore. But, but there's something that has been unique about the media hysteria of coronavirus that has literally shut down the world but and especially shut on. down the U.S. Why can it not be that coronavirus is unique? I don't understand why that can't just be the reason why the reaction has been unique. 
We would react uniquely to a unique circumstance. Like, I, I, I don't like the idea that the American news media is convincing the American... Go to Italy and tell the people in Italy that are burying, that are burning bodies by the truckload. Sorry, Italians. I'm sorry you're forced into lockdown and all your people are dying because Anderson Cooper doesn't like the president. Like, dude, it, it just, it's global. It's not an American issue. It's not an English issue. It's not an Anglo-American speaking. No, I'm not an Anglo saying. News. I mean, it's like I'm an not issue saying the American everyone. media started the media hysteria. But what I'm saying is, okay. we're seeing similar. We're seeing similar things happening in places with different media. We're seeing stuff happening. By the way, what's happening in a lot of people are dying in Iran. I know that we don't hear a lot. They have okay, well, even if death is the rubric by which we measure whether or not we should open up, okay? Uh, like you China, what's their media structure like? Okay, uh, well, China has the the the, the people's station. Okay, and, and they're still you know? imposing lockdowns. Is that because of media hysteria? Yeah. Okay, I'm not uh, prescri- I'm not giving any kind of credit or wisdom to the Chinese government. Okay, but I'm saying, are the reactions in the circumstances of other countries not reason for us to perhaps approach this thing a little bit differently than we'd approach other things? Okay. Yes. I mean, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, I understand. Some things are taken by a case by case basis, and in this case, we are screwing it up. And I think we're screwing it up because we're letting the media drive the conversation, okay, instead of the facts and the science, okay? And the science shows that, yes, we have a pandemic on our hands, but that pandemic can be mitigated in a way that doesn't require the entire shutdown of the U.S. economy wholesale, okay? And we've got a government that is creating a, 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 a fix that is worse than the disease because they're mandating people stay at home, that they don't work, that they can't even take their own protective measures, okay? They're not even allowed to go outside, which is absolutely crushing our economy, crushing small business, crushing families. And if death is the rubric we're measuring, you have to look at the deaths that might be caused because of economic suicide. Okay, we know there was 50 to 100,000 suicides because of the crash of 2008. We know that during the crash of the depression, there was tens of thousands of people that took their own life because they couldn't compensate for the economic damage in their lives. Okay. So, so even if we want to make death the rubric, we have to think every week we stay closed and ruin more economic lives. We're just postponing those deaths by suicide later that's that's insane hold on i got a question that's for you. not insane i got a question for you yeah what we can do two things we can mandate that movie theaters stay closed or we could do it this way um it could just you know movie theaters well they'll reopen but less seats because everyone has to sit six feet apart and concessions are sold differently and people keep getting sick anyway and then people just go like dude going to movie theaters sucks man like you, we can't even sit next to each other and people keep getting sick there i'm not gonna go and then they shudder and fail. And that's one part of the economy that's struggling. How about restaurants? Bars. They have to, we'll reopen the bars to save the economy. But, you know, coronavirus still is out. Just because it opened the economy, it doesn't mean people don't get sick anymore. And so bars will be handled differently. Lower lower max occupancies. Weirder ways of everything's more expensive and more cumbersome and difficult. People will just stop going and they'll close. If we don't wait until we can kind of reopen in a way where we can actually go back to these business the way we used to, they'll just close... Oh, oh. The mob, the free market will speak, and people will say the way you have to run a bar right now sucks, man. I'm not going. So then they'll just close but, for but, that but reason. But if you say we have to wait until we're at a point where we can reopen, yeah, according to who? Because everybody that's supposedly in charge well, is saying never. Yeah, but the scary thing I, is there, there is you no know Fauci's thing. talking no, about but, not opening for a year. What? So this is gonna be the dark year but, okay, of no trade in the U.S. No, there is no according to anyone. I mean, it's according to no one. I just I. I think the best way to handle it, it's what we're seeing, by the way. We're seeing regional groups decide how they're going to do this. That's the best way to do it. Obviously, you can look at what's happening in New York City, and you can look at what's happening in like some rural parts of the country, and you can look at what's happening in some suburban parts of the country, and it's not the same. I agree. 
And also, the the the, the there's some like I, I think the problem here is that it's not that we shouldn't have orders in place to prevent the spread. That should be in it. The problem is we need to definitely reassess who gets to decide what's a non-essential business and who isn't, who gets to decide how they run and how they aren't. But also keep in mind this. I believe a Tyson meatpacking plant had like 90 people test positive for coronavirus. They're going to have to shut down that plant. Like, I just want to, I just want to make the point that even if we do just start reopening things, if the virus is still out there getting people sick, it'll just force the reclosure of them, just not from the government, from the market. People, yeah. people will just okay, say, but how is that different? Out. Let's take that people Tyson factory. People will stop factory. buying Tyson chicken because they'll be like, oh, they have sick workers there. No, and but they'll just how like, is that, that different than an E. coli breakout in the Tyson factory? It isn't. Chipotle almost, I think Chipotle had to close multiple locations because they had an E. coli outbreak. Okay, so exactly. They had to give away free burritos for months. So yeah, so so you're, you're only proving me right that, that okay, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's E. coli, no, whether but, it's staff, what, what it is, there, there are diseases, there's germs, okay, there's viruses, there's things that exist. More widespread. We didn't shut down for SARS like this. We didn't shut down the, the world okay, for an E. coli outbreak. I, I gotta tell you something. We're still in the middle of this coronavirus thing. We don't know what it's going to be like in the end. So we can't, it's, it's foolish to compare it to two things right now. It really is. It really is. It's foolish. We don't know. We don't know if you look back and we don't know if a year from now we look back at this year and go, holy cow, imagine how much better things were in April 2020. We don't know back if we're going to look and say, wow, wasn't that a crazy five months during the coronavirus thing? We literally just don't know, man. We don't know. We don't know. That's the thing. Dude, we don't know for a fact. So you think it's more wise to stay closed? We, I'm not, I, to be honest, I have no problem admitting I don't really know what we should do, man. It's tough. Okay. We don't know for a fact if ventilators help or hurt people in some instances. We don't know. We're still going to manufacture hundreds of thousands. We're going to tell people they need them. We're still going to put them on them. We don't know 100%. I see conflicting reports. That's what I mean by 100%. I find conflicting reports. Well, also, people, it's what I, ventilator, I know, too? I know one thing, too. I know anecdotally, a lot of people that work in healthcare industries, they're like, if I put... We don't take them off these machines alive. They just that, that's what I've been reading from a lot of people. That's anecdotally when you when you're working, you probably it sticks in your mind more the people who don't come off of them maybe. But my point being is just there's so much we don't know. This idea that we can or can't do anything on a widespread issue is it's as absurd to me to insist there should be seven months of mandated lockdown as it is to insist we should start reopening now. I definitely think it's time to it. To me, what I do think, actually, I will say this. I do think it's time for regional state powers to come together and say, we are talking before about the Western States Pact, mm-hmm. which is basically the, the three states in the West Coast that make up the Western coastline. One thing that's unique about those three states, there's, and this is, by the way, not, it's not unique to ever to this area, but throughout the countries you see this, there's the Interstate 5, the I-5, that runs through all three states, basically the length of the of the Western sea, the seaboard there, all the way from the bottom to the top of the country, that runs through three major states. So if one state starts opening up and other ones don't, Right, we'll have to figure out ways to get around this. I think the best way to handle it is to have certain regions. Because, dude, yes, you, if you take a step back and look, what's happening in New York City and what's happening in the rest of the country even, I mean, you have to almost look at those two separate things, two separate incidents. And I do agree we can be overzealous. However, we could also find ourselves in situations where we do reopen and people just stop going to businesses because word gets out you get sick if you go there and they close anyway. Like I'm just saying, okay, yeah, I'm but, just saying, opening the business. Yeah, but there's a make, freedom in that. It's like if okay, I were the business owner, I, the I would rather argument, fail due to the free market that's not an economy dictating. Argument, w- w- freedom is not a good argument. No, no, like no, our country's no. based on the freedom argument. On, no. I said you. 
you aren't actually making an economic. You're not making an economic argument. You're making a emotional freedom argument. Yeah, I said we're we're talking about the morality of opening up. So I don't really care about anything about the economy. Then they're not talking about it. I because I personally think if we reopen too soon, it'll be it will just equally damage the economy. I just think that'll happen. I think if we reopen improperly, so if if it's either all states at once and that was wrong, and we trickle them in too slowly and that's wrong, whatever we do, if we handle it wrong, there will be like there is no. There is no way to just be like, oh, we'll just start removing lockdowns. That will fix the economy. It'll help the economy. Short-term, getting people back to work, good idea. But we don't know if seven months from now, it means entire industries collapse because we just find out while the pandemic's going on, you can't do that. You'll get sick. And people just don't go. Like, imagine how much money. Yeah, but which as a business owner would you rather have happen to you? Economically, I have to admit, it'd be tough. But I would definitely not want to open my business. Imagine paying people for four months, which is good, and then just finding out my business is unsustainable and I have to close it now. Anyway. It just... Why? Well, I don't think that's like helpful. Aside from, like you said, the freedom argument. At least like you would, you got to go down fighting, right? I, I understand that aspect of it. But I just don't think there's a... I don't agree that we can like reverse what's happening to the economy by just opening up places. Because I think there's just other ro- setbacks we can hit that are different. Like well, what happens if people start getting sick working somewhere? You have employees that have to leave because they're sick. Employees start dying because they're sick. And then word gets out if you work there, you get sick. And it just, you have a harder time finding employees. You have to pay them more. Like there's other, there's other angles is all I'm saying where I think the economy still could be damaged even if we do reopen, right? I'm just saying that this 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 in this this idea that we can reopen and that will fix the things that are happening i don't agree with that we could just run into different issues we're not hitting now maybe maybe you can make the argument they're better issues to have but there's still just issues we'd hit okay but that's also saying that then fear of the unknown means that we're going to cripple ourselves in the short term because of fear of the unknown would you go to in the movie long theater term. right now would i go to a movie theater right now. in a mask Okay, I'd wear you, my. I, I I see. I've got a HEPA filtration would you, system. Would you would, would you feel <laughs> so. comfortable? Would you feel comfortable bringing your entire family to a movie theater right now if it was packed and seated the same way as they normally do? Uh, not packed and seated, but I'll tell you right now, there would be a natural. So, well, hold on, because that's a, that's a false dichotomy. Dichotomy. Because if the movie theaters right open right now, I guarantee you they wouldn't be packed. But there would be a fifty percent population. That's like why, I still want to go to the movies. Why wouldn't they be packed? What? Why wouldn't they be packed? Because fifty percent of our population would be too scared to go. Okay, so you think you think movie theaters can afford to operate with all the, the- all the screens running, all the concessions? No, there wouldn't be all of the screens running. They'd be having a fifty percent revenue trickle that would keep them from dying. Think, but do you think? I'm just saying that not every business can just. Oh well, I could just factor in that like half the people. No, come not every all- business can, but a percentage enough can't. Like, but I get that I, we're not talking about one hundred percent economy. This is now sounding not that great for the business. This is now sounding like if I own the movie theater, this sucks for no, me. No, that's because you haven't owned a business, and sometimes fifty percent revenue is better than zero revenue because you can keep things a, alive for a month with a skeleton it's crew. Not guaranteed. Also, remember, keep in mind who cares if it's keep not guaranteed. This movie theaters. There's a lot of movies that their production has been postponed on. Yeah, I get that. That's but another issue. No, that's no, but hold on, hold on. We're talking about four weeks here. We're not talking about four months. We're talking about four weeks. There's plenty of movies they could take out right now. Quiet Place Two. Quiet Place Two, the sequel to Quiet Place, is one of the most anticipated movies of the year. Let me finish. Okay, it was one of the most anticipated movies of the year. It could have a release, and it would be a limited release, and it would stay in theaters a lot longer than a movie usually does because people would continually want to go see it, and those that finally felt comfortable enough to go out. Uh, you know, would slowly trickle in and so on and so forth. But that could open 
And movie theaters could be struggling with a skeleton crew, social distancing measures, and people wearing masks and spraying everything down like crazy. You know, and they could function and not have to close. But I get that. Could they be economically viable at that point is what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I have a feeling- They're usually all- making money hand over fist. It's 100% profit. There's a lot of businesses- But if they're though, making okay, only 50, then they could survive. And it's a, a question of, of surviving or not. But there's a lot of businesses that probably can't- that like don't look at it can't this survive way. on hopefully ha- just you would have to run no. your business differently and i'm saying i just don't know if everybody's okay hold doing on that. here's an example Here, here's an example you need to cross a desert and the desert is the coronavirus desert you know you usually drink a gallon of water per day because you've got a, a you know a spigot in your backyard you got a sink in your uh in your house and you got this you know bottled water on your desk everywhere now you usually get a gallon per day you don't need a gallon per day to live you only need eight ounces. So wouldn't you rather function on that skeleton crew water bottle per day of eight ounces while you cross that desert and make it to the end of the desert or just be told by an official saying, you don't have the freedom to try and cross the desert. And in fact, you don't get any water if you do try. But here's the thing. To me, the like the... the, the First of all, I think that's a ridiculous argument. Something else. I, the only reason why I was talking about movie theaters and examples, that's all I wanted to say, is you start thinking logically through businesses through coronavirus, you start noticing there's a lot of variables, man. What if people just don't? Well, I know there's a lot of what variables. What if concessions are a big part of your revenue stream? And like, what people do start coming back to movies, you know, going to the concession stand, that's kind of gross. I don't want to do that so much. So that's part of your business that makes less money. Maybe concessions prices go up because it's like companies aren't churning out a bunch of crunches like they used to. My point being is, I just I think there's a lot of variables. A lot of businesses have a lot of things they have to deal with. That it's like, you might have employees just say, like, I don't feel comfortable coming back to work. Maybe you have to pay more for. And what do you do about the less. employees but that my, my, need the money yeah, to survive? I I agree. The government should be helping them. My only point is this. Yeah, saying, but that's the thing is nobody's getting yeah, their checks. The people yes, that are getting the SBA the loans are are, are, are Ruth Chris. I get it, but the economic variables from the coronavirus thing. I'm just saying, man. Like whether you open the lockdown or not. My, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm being, I guess I'm being a pessimist as always. You can reopen places and have the economy get no better is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. Well, the Stanford study already scary. showed that the, 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 the infection rate is probably 50 to 85 times uh, larger than we ever thought it was. Hundreds of thousand people probably already had this. Probably. In LA okay, County. cool. That were uh, most likely based on the data. I'm glad they, could they get. probably and most likely did based on data from a study. I'm just saying, yeah. man. Like it's it's a thing that's scaring people. It's killing people. It's ruining people's lives. I agree. It's ridiculous to think some of the things. I think there's. We've all seen the ridiculous pictures of like, like like socks and undergarments being listed at labels non-essential. You know, like seeds to grow plants being labeled non-essential. Nonsense like that. Yes, governments overstepping their bounds. But I think there's a middle ground between the government. I don't think the government should be telling me when I'm allowed to walk outside of my front door when I'm not. I agree. I also, though, don't think by just saying, you know, you know, rock, flag, and eagle, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go reopen up my theme park is a good idea either. It's just like we have to figure out ways to reopen the economies that make sense. Because there's, there's a lot of angles, man. Like, what if you So think, let's let central if, planning decide instead of the market. No, but what if my industry just says we want to reopen, another one doesn't? It's just... It's, Honestly, if a theme park opened tomorrow, do you think it would just be packed? No. So they wouldn't open. That's my point. I think a lot of places... No, but it could survive on still. a 50% skeleton Not everything crew. can. Not every business is Okay, but that, that they, those that can survive... 
Sure, maybe. Like, like they should be allowed and given the chance to survive. It's just like when a freeze comes through on on a farmer's okay. land. It's going to kill 40% of the plants, but, okay. but some will survive, and he can still get a 60% okay. harvest. Also this. This is the other inverse. Because, again, remember, in the world that we reverse the lockdowns, there's still this coronavirus. What if your gamble on reopening your X or Y, your open, reopening your uh, auto body shop or whatever, it just like gets like five people sick and they die. And it's okay, like, well, let's all you're just say... Let's hey, all stay closed. I got to roll let, the bones. Let's in all the stay free closed. What if your employee? What I'm saying is, dude, Look, what if you reopen no, no, it and you can give your employees paychecks for two weeks and then they die? That, that's okay, not good but, either. But we're, we're not, not good either. Oh, okay, but we're literally saying let's stay closed because five people might die. Let's stay closed and let's ruin our economy and let's suck everything because five people no, might die. Which work. is something we don't do to workplace deaths. Is we don't do it to the influenza to that happens every year. Literally. We no don't do that. We, we, we don't do that for uh, cars. We don't say, oh, oh well, 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 people might die in cars, so let's outlaw all cars. Outlaw all cars because five people might die today. It's nonsense, dude. It's yeah, nonsense. that is nonsense. No, so why are we doing that with ridiculous. our economy? Because because auto deaths in a, in, 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 a, in a deadly virus that's traveling the globe killing no, people. No, it's just because we've gotten used to the auto deaths. No. Auto it's, deaths it's, are deadly. Dying, They're vicious. Yeah, no, dying is part of life. Getting sick from a virus that's just traveling around the globe, globe, we want to contain that. Because here's the thing. How about this? Imagine if we didn't have to worry about Do we all not want to contain uh, automotive deaths? We can't contain automotive deaths. But just not okay, driving. so isn't it fair to say you can't contain a no, pandemic? No, because you can't contain this. We're doing it now. What we're doing is to contain no, we're it. We're still getting you, the you same infection you can't rates. Say, you can't say that even we Even in lockdown. All I'm saying is this, man. I, instead of desperately trying to find some... Okay, I'm going to go my one of my favorite points. You made it right here. You said this. We don't do the X for that. We don't do these things for this. So what? What's the deal? Just maybe what we're dealing with here is different. Maybe that's the angle you're missing. Maybe it isn't. We don't do this for other things, so we shouldn't be reacting to this this way. Maybe it's we don't react to other things this way because this is different. Because this warrants a different reaction. And I don't understand this, this insistence that everything is an overreaction. Like I said, there is overreactions being made by governments and the states and governors. Don't get me wrong. But this notion that we should have just kind of like let it run through and hope for the best is not. No, it's crazy. Like we, we the, uh, steps need to be taken. You can contain a virus. You can't contain car crashes. But right? you know that that's foolishness to say you can you, contain you, a virus. We have not been able to contain this. We have at best been able to slow okay, the spread a little is, bit. Thing is, you can limit. At best, the thing is, you can limit travel to areas of hotspots. You can have people stay in their homes. You can you can do. Okay, yeah, that's a whole measures. lot different. And by the way, we do have then shutting no, it down. We do have things in place to mitigate and limit car deaths. By the way, as well, you can't prevent them, but you can put you can make car you can make manufacturers put airbags in cars. You okay, can make and that's what I'm saying. Belts. As you I'm saying, let's have half measures signals. in specified areas. If, You're literally okay. making my point no, for me. I'm not. You're not shutting down a car and saying we shouldn't allow the manufacturer the not, use of cars. Let me finish. Hold on. It's different to say I never got the finish. we're going to put seatbelts in. No, how about this? How about the seatbelt is you stay inside? How about the airbags are not as business don't run temporarily? How about the blade? Like I'm saying is that's what those things are. Like I, there's, there's, I agree with you. They've overstepped on what some things are. Like the what is it? The thing in the Venice Beach they filled the skate park with sand. That's stupid, right? I don't know why you would do that. However. Yes, the, the mitigating measures are having people stay inside when they can and people wear masks when they can. I do agree. 
if we can get people wearing masks more, we probably can reopen more. But this, I, I just, I do bristle at this notion that it's like, there's crazy people out there that are insisting everything's bad and it's not as bad as it is and we could just reopen and whatever, we'll risk it. It's like, maybe what we're doing is a good idea and we have real legitimate consequences from it. But that's part of life. Like, this is better than the alternative. And it sucks, but so would the alternative. But like, you can't. You, you I, I yourself said we don't know what the alternative. That's what I'm saying. I'm not prescribing. So you're making the hyper security not, versus freedom not, argument. I'm making I'm the freedom the versus security argument. argument. I, I don't think we should have hyper security. I think some of it's too much. But I do think that things need to be done. I do think, like for example, if you want to know what I think, the idea of listing some businesses is to tabling them to be closed in the short term. I agree with. I do. I do. And here's the thing, though. I agree with the government helping him out. All of you have said, if you've just made the case for why, the burden is on the government to redistribute our tax monies in a way that helps us. If the government says your business is closed, but we got your back. It's only for three months. We got your back on this. That's one thing. But when they say you're on your own, that's another that's my Well, that's my what they're issue. doing effectively that's, because they're so promising money, not needs, giving it to that's anybody. That's what needs to change, okay? It isn't, it isn't, well, fine. I guess we just got to wade out into the death flu because the government won't help us. Like, and that's hyperbolic. I'm not saying that's how it is. But you see my point is like, maybe we should pressure them to help us. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should, you know the money we give you all the time? Who gives the government all their money? Businesses? You think businesses get the money? How come they aren't saying, you know the money we give you hand over fist? You know the money that I have to give you so much of? I literally run my business to like Ireland to stop giving it to you because it's so much that I have to give you. All of that. Can we have some of that, please? A little bit. Workers. Every time, has every time I get a paycheck, your... it goes, maybe we should try something different. Maybe should we should start seeing some Western state packs and some Eastern state packs and some Midwestern state packs for them and get together and tell the government to go shove off until they help out these. Because, yes, it's in the in the absence of the government doing anything, it is cruel to just close a business down and say, tough luck. Apply for this. That's ridiculous. But I think the better solution is the government to just live up to their end of the bargain and not leave us on our own to just, well, guess I got to take freedom in my own hands and go out there. Hopefully things are okay. Hopefully trying to reopen now doesn't just get two of my employees killed and me student my business closed. I hope that doesn't happen because the government couldn't help me. I'm saying like blame the government for not helping. Don't blame the government for imposing regulation. Even though some of it is over the line, if they were helping to compensate us, it wouldn't be as big a deal. People wouldn't care as much. Okay. So here, Cody gets the last word on this because I got to go. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Follow us on Twitter at PSP Radio 1 on Instagram and on Facebook. Make sure you hang out with us during our live streams. We usually do them on Mondays and Thursdays. And please consider joining the channel. It's an inexpensive way to support Problem Solver Politics. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.